0: I'm excited about every segment that we do, but I'm honestly excited about this. It is time to spill the tea. If you are new to the program, this is where group manager, Kim, meet Kim, everyone, uh, and myself, we break down each new week and tweak. Plus, we are joined by the most amazing guests, Livy Losers. Uh, We have a good one for you today, Dorothy Freeman. She is down 101.2 pounds. But first, uh, maybe do a little introduction, Kim, uh, for you know some of our members who may not be familiar with you. Oh well, wow. hey Hello. everyone,
1: <laughs> hi Gina, I've missed you. I fail- I know I see you all the time, but it's not the same as spill the <laughs> tea. This is <laughs> legit the best part of the week. Um, the I'm Kim. I'm the weight loss group manager. Um, I have been employed by weight loss by Gina for two years now, and prior to that, I was a member for. Three solid programs that I actually followed, and a couple more on top of that, that I did not. <laughs> and so I've been around for a little while, and I did, I lost over 50 pounds and maintained that for over a year. And now I am looking to lose some more weight and continue to work towards my journey. So I'm in the group with everyone, doing this for myself, as well as trying to figure out how I can best support everyone that's in the group.
0: I love it. Everyone has a story, right? Everyone has a story. I love that everyone uh, pretty much who's involved in weight loss by Gina is familiar with the program. Um, they know it inside and out. Um, you have, in the past, shared your story. So if people want to go back and listen to those Spill the Tea segments, they they have access to all of them over on our podcast, Weight much. And I know many people just listening to our podcast Today, and that's kind of the, we like to talk the real deal behind, you know, weight loss, sustainable, maintainable, move on for the rest of your life forever. I know we're probably going to talk about people who are struggling to get their weight moving and all of that. So why don't we get right into it today? Uh, where, where's the group is, where's the group at? So we're heading into week four. It's a big week. We don't mess around after four weeks of being consistent, following that food plan, eating to satisfaction. This is where we actually start to try to lose weight. And this is like the one week that brings up, you know, is most reminiscent of a diet and it brings up a lot of the feels. Which, by the way, did you listen to the Dr. Beverly segment this morning? Oh,
1: like I, it was amazing. It was so amazing. I, I wish that when I first started my journey if I had heard that I think I wouldn't have been telling everyone that I had those failed groups to the beginning because I think just hearing everything that you guys talked about it was just so much insight it was amazing it was yeah. everyone should listen to it that's actually yeah, one of my yeah
0: isn't it it should be as I, I wrote it down too to bring it up to, to read that the, the the science post of psychology of effort and obviously Dr. Beverly is a psychologist we had her on this morning live if you haven't heard or haven't had an opportunity to listen it's also in the guides over available on our podcast um, I just came back from the Canadian obesity summit and one of the major conversations that we're having was behavior, cognitive behavioral therapy working through the issues and associations and the habits and the triggers and all of that and the the neuroplasticity of your brain, and it is one of the biggest takeaways that I had in speaking with all these experts that I had was just so grateful to have an opportunity, and they know who we are too, which is amazing. Is that you can change, you can rewire your brain, and we talk about that all the time on this program. It's not just what you're eating and when; it's rewiring and reworking how your body has physically come to function, and way more importantly than that, which I've really come away from from this uh, summit, is that it's also about rewiring your brain. And, you know, we working it and you absolutely have the power to do that. It's just a matter about putting in the time and showing up every day and doing the things that you need to do to work through that. So if you are having the feels and you are, you know, working through, you know, trying not to do this or trying not to do that or old habits or, you know, getting in your own way and sabotage, it's all really part of it. And that was my big takeaway with Dr. Beverly today.
1: Yeah, that was. And yeah, that was mine, too. It was just so how much of it is your mind and those old habits is I don't think I think I knew that but I didn't think it really hit me until I heard her saying it but also just that underlying positive message that you you actually there is something you can do about that Yeah.
0: yeah. So I was a little excited about that conversation. You might have, might have been able to tell today, but I actually spoke to her a couple of weeks ago where we recorded a podcast. I couldn't, I could have talked to her for hours. I walked away just so excited. I knew it's been a missing element for a while. I mean, the program is, I mean, it's, it's so, it's, you know, it's very complex. It's also very comprehensive. And, you know, for the most part, it's not like you need to hear from a psychologist, but it's so beneficial. And I think just it's, it's what's been missing. And we talk a lot about bringing up awareness which is what this week, week four tends to do. It's designed that way, by the way. There's so many layers to how the program the process is designed, just so beyond the food. And it was one thing to bring awareness to these things, but to, to hear from her and to get tips from her and she's gonna be back and actually how to deal with that, move past them. You know, I wrote down her three Cs. She was talking about when it comes to that negative dialogue or repeating a behavior that you, you keep noticing that you're doing, you capture it. So you you notice it, then you cancel it. It, and then you correct it, and I thought that was a big because I know there's a lot of people who are dealing dealing with this right now with where we're at. A lot of times, people in week four, and they're just like, "Well, what what can I do? Why isn't my weight moving?" When we've said to them, it's so normal that it's not. And here we are in week four. This is where we're actually starting to do something about it. So why don't you just, rather than asking what I need to do, just show up and do it. Dive right in. But I know it's a lot more complex than that. So where are people at? Where are people at? Well, where that's they exactly where people are is the trusting the process. And, um,
1: I think people are, this is a stage where people are used to starting to feel they're failing on other diets and other programs, and they bring that in with them. So when, you know, you think, of, I think back to other things that I've done in the past, you get into that fourth week. If that, if you haven't seen the scale move in other programs, that, yeah. It's not the right program for you. You're not going to lose weight. It's not going to happen because of the way you lose weight. It's the opposite with here in that you're you're building that momentum. And we're just getting started, like you said, in week four. We haven't even started to address that. And there's so many people that want a quick fix. But there's also so many people that will sell that quick fix. And this Mm -hmm. is where if it's a quick fix, that quick fix isn't working. So I think that's the big part of the process and trusting it is just realizing it's not a quick fix. Therefore, your weight loss is not necessarily going to be instant and quick. Some people do. That's great. Some people do. But like, if you're not, it's it doesn't reflect how you're going to end up at the end of the program. I mean, look at Dorothy that, you know, she's coming on. She's, she's been in it for the long haul, but she's over hundred pounds down. Like yeah, she's, yeah, she's the real deal, but it didn't
0: take her one group. It didn't take her two groups and she's had her struggles. So, okay. So that's uh, going to be obviously a big conversation. We're going to cover trusting the process. What else are people talking about? Uh,
1: mindfulness, mindfulness is a big one. Uh, mindfulness, just really getting into your head and being mindful and how that kind of can help you out with this week of downsizing and, um, and, uh, just, just getting in tune to that mind body connection. And then the last one that we're going to talk about would be the downsizing of, you know, this week
0: it's on everyone's mind. Okay, so some pretty big topics. Uh, Let's get right into it. So, trusting the process, and this was this is why I'm sure you were going to suggest listening to Dr. Beverly because this was a big one today. Like. You, you know the program works right there, there's so much proof in the pudding with this process and you know we're not sugarcoating things we tell you the real deal we have real conversations we highlight our amazing Libby losers like what Chloe uh, last week a uh, Jody this week um, real people real stories we have bios of all of our team members people like yourself who've gone through the program and it hasn't just been easy peasy done lost my weight we have thousands of before and afters and testimonials it's the real deal the way we do things is a lot different than you know any other diet chances are that you've done yet there's this major trust issue that it's going to work and i think i'm going to guess that a lot of that comes from like you said other diets that they've done where they've lost weight really quickly but they forget they stopped losing at a certain point and gain it all back but because every other diet i've done i've lost weight so quickly and now with this one i'm not losing at all like how can that be normal um i also do have to say um i've had a couple of people this week who've who've mentioned like things aren't happening for me. I'm doing everything, what's going on. And when we investigate further, there's major reasons why, you know, either struggling with major health issues, you know, um, coming off of, you know, major restrictive diets, like there's, there's usually a reason, right. And we're going to, we're going to have Dr. Paul on next week for week five to talk about four main reasons why your weight can be slower to move, but it's not going to not move. But what you need to know is it's totally normal for your weight not to move at this point, even though you don't want to hear it. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Definitely nobody wants to hear that. But like you said, it's not there's there's always a reason. There's that's what, you know, I'm finding the same thing in the group. There's something behind why it's not moving. And sometimes it's, you know, for returning members too, there's reasons. And it could just be that your body's solidifying what you've already done. People that have yeah. just lost a ton of weight on another program. Yeah. The body still needs to adjust to that. Like there's There's always, you know, trusting the process is, trust is really about trusting it when you're not seeing the results. Everybody, Mm. you know, everybody's got faith in something when they're literally watching the weight melt off or their things happening before their eyes, but just trusting and having faith when you don't see it is, that's the hard part. And, you know, that's our job here is to, you know, sort
0: of get everyone comfortable with that, so... The other thing I want to add to that is just because your weight isn't moving doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. That that's really important. It's and we have these statistics and we went through them with our conversation with Ruth Kane from the University of Ottawa who's studying the program, and we have statistics of like you know certain what percentage of people lose weight in the first week, in the second week, in the third week, week, in fourth week, in fifth week, in sixth week, and people are still starting to lose in the ninth week. And I may seem you know nonchalant about this, and it's not that I'm not like concerned. It's just that I we've heard from so many people who didn't lose till later in the program and literally have gone on to crush it and reach their goals and they're been off in maintenance and we know as long as you keep showing up, you know, you're going to reach reach your goals. Um the other thing I want to talk about is what do you do about it if you you know what can you do about it? Maximize the shit out of everything that you're doing. Pull out that maximizing post. Like have you printed it off? How many times have you read over that? There's like 40, 20 sets of questions and then there's like I think there's like a 150 sub questions in there. Um, it's, it's it's so comprehensive. It's so helpful. Look for areas of opportunity. If you just level up, the the little things that you're doing by one percent your sleep, one percent your movement, one percent you know, um, being mindful, asking those four questions. There's always more that you can do. And then at the end of the day, if you really think that you are doing all the things, then chances are what your body needs it's, is time, because it goes back to our very first science science post, which is all the detrimental effects of carrying excess weight. Your body doesn't want this fat any more than you do. So it's not that it's trying to screw you over and not you know not lose the weight. It wants the weight gone. So are you doing all the things legit is there more things that you can do and you know if you are then chances are your body just needs time but with that said we're here on week we're here on week 4 and it, we're downsizing and we're really only two days in. <laughs> so like dive right in, like D- dive right in, you know, like be all in with this week's tweak, ask as many questions as you possibly can. There's one of the things that happens at the end of the program. And we do hear from people like, Oh, it didn't work for me and whatever. And you know, this or that. And then I click on their name and they never they never participated. They didn't ask one question. They didn't like a comment. Like where were you? And, and when, why did you wait to the very end of the program to come in and say that things aren't working? And we do have a whole team of people here who are happy and excited and wanting to help you along on your journey. Yeah, I think that's a
1: big one is in week four, ask if you're upset or frustrated or have whatever feelings you have, if your weight is not moving, we want you to share that with us. We want you to pop into the queue and share that because that's how you're going to, you know, the more the more that we interact, the more that we're able to kind of support and give advice and offer suggestions, the more things you can be doing. It's yeah, definitely pop in. Don't wait till the end. Yeah. What else? Anything else with trusting the process? Anything else? Um, no, I think just, you know, uh, really d- dig into that scale post and the information mm. on the scale and it fluctuating yeah. and what to kind of expect with weight loss. And, you know, the weight loss yeah. post, there's so many resources. And at this stage, I feel like we had so much information coming out in week one so that everybody had everything they needed, now is the time to go back and review some of that information. Because a lot of it probably, you know, so much coming in, we understand you might not have absorbed it, you might not have looked at it the same way that you'll look at it now in week four, like, Oh, actually, Gina's been saying that for four weeks now. I now understand that's what I can expect on the scale. That's why this happened. So definitely, I think with trusting the process is go back and go through the resources and take a look at the things you might not have absorbed the first time around.
0: Yeah, that's such a great tip because so many times have been asked, even in those check-ins, questions that I have addressed and answered and we have posts on and I'm thinking, but we also never judge where someone's at in their program. We're still letting people into the group. So this is why even with our program they might answer your question and then say you know make sure you check out the post on water or the scale or on weight loss because we don't know what people have seen and what people haven't seen and to your point there's a lot of information that we roll out in the first couple weeks Um, we're definitely going to lighten up on a lot of that information now that you kind of know the basics behind the food plan it's really about each week making those tweaks and our focus kind of changes week to week Um, we do still have really super informative posts that will be coming down the pipeline Um, but i think tomorrow we're even talking about supporting the body and detox and whatnot but the bulk of the information in terms of like the basics we've we've already posted so you know go back to your point review it if you're feeling unsure about the process you're not trusting it then be open to absorbing it listen to the lives listen to the check-ins go back and read the information listen to our guest segments you know the dr paul one dr pfeiffer one you know the one with dr beverly you know moving forward make sure you listen to the spill the teas i think it's so important because it can't just all come from me you know, like it can't just all come from me. And this is why I love having these conversations with you and bringing our guests. Cause it just, I think it keeps us more grounded in the process and makes it more real. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to just take a sip of my Prosecco. Oh,
1: I am very <laughs> sip My water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's my way, cheers. It's my birthday week. Uh, I'm here downtown today. Um Sonia is uh taking me out. I'm going to see Janet Jackson in concert. So, so fun. I mean, yeah.
2: It's gonna be fun.
0: But it, man, talk about a whirlwind. I we were just joking how I haven't been home because we were at the obesity conference and I was away on the weekend and I'm this. I my food has been like all over the place this week. I'm definitely feeling it. Definitely feeling it. But a good thing I know what to do to get back on track. That's um okay, right.
2: what
0: what, what what's up next
1: where are we talking mindfulness mindfulness is the next topic that's on everybody's mind which you know we love that topic if people are talking about it that means they're thinking about it so
0: yes it. this was a topic of conversation i don't mean to keep dwelling on this obesity summit but the fact that we were there was so amazing and these are like all the masterminds behind trying to trying to solve the obesity crisis in canada brilliant people. And, uh, mindfulness was a big, was a big part of it. They actually had a whole, um, there was a whole talk on, on mindfulness and how important it is, you know? Um, so what is it about mindfulness? What, what where, are people at with that? What do they want to know? What are they struggling with?
1: People are, um, I think they're struggling a little bit with just understanding what their body's telling them when they are listening in, you know, mm-hmm. like full the hungry the signals and things like that I think that's a part of like okay I'm asking myself the questions what what Mm -hmm. is my body saying in the answer and I think that's something that um you know you it's very individual and I think that's what people are discovering like I can't I can't tell you what satisfaction feels like you know you've often mentioned that you have a feeling at different people have different feelings. I've heard some people burp, some people do a sigh. Some people, I notice my food. I don't actually find it appealing anymore when I'm Mm -hmm. satisfied. It doesn't taste the same, like things like that. Really? It's something, especially for first timers who are doing their very first round and just digging into the mindfulness. There's so much time and you'll pick up on new things. Like each week you kind of get more in tune don't, you know people are putting pressure on themselves to just like, "Okay, I'm being mindful. I'm asking the questions. I want to have that mind body connection now, and it's it's something that takes a bit of work to build.
0: Yeah, so we, we this is like a practice round because you'll have another opportunity in another couple weeks in order to downsize again. So we know that you're not going to get it. We know that many of you are struggling with it. We know more, many of you are thinking, what the fuck am I even doing here? Like we know We know that. Um, I'm just thinking again um, about Dr. Beverly's conversation and that our body is just, all these visceral responses and, it, and everything is so chaotic and we're so stressed that we're very rarely in the actual moment. And that's what the exercise of asking those four questions does. It makes you stop and think, and be aware of how your body is responding. And she talked about Pavlov's, Pavlov's dogs and where, he, um, you know, just, the, the, just the, the smelling of the food, that the habit of walking by the food, the triggers that you have, and, you know, your body does react to these. And it's just a matter of really quieting down, being in the moment and paying attention. So a good tip if you're having a hard time with this can be like, are you on your phone while you're asking these four questions? Are you reading a book? Are you up and down and all around trying to be like, how's this portion for me while you're walking to the table and, you know, trying to text your kid and, you know, on the phone while you're trying to do it? Like really like first, like ground yourself, be calm when you do it, you know, and and say, how is this portion for me before I, before I even eat it? Like if I was to eat all of this and and maybe visualize yourself eating it and clearing your plate, like, how would I feel, you know, and get out of your head. Um, You know, there's a whole brain in your belly. And I know that sounds weird, but science has told us it is there. And it's, that's really what you're communicating with, not in your brain. I find a lot of people are in their brain about this. What is it? What is it? When it's more of a feeling and the feeling is like, you're in the buffet line and you're piling on the food and you get to a point, you just know it's too much. You, you're like, this is way too much. Oh my God, I know this is way too much. Ever having that alcoholic drink or eaten food, you've had food poisoning, right? Say it right now. How's How are you going to feel? People are like, oh, I can't even say it. I can't even say the word lemon gin or my whole body goes like, Wah you know um and or you know think about a big greasy big mac like right now think about a big greasy big mac so you're driving by you see the big mac sign my mouth is already starting to water and i don't even like big macs and you pull in you get it you open up you eat it and then you know how you feel it's all greasy afterwards feels good while you're eating then you always feel like well whoever ate a big mac and said i feel amazing after this and then there's that whole like now now think about a bowl of fresh fruit almost in the almost in contrast you're like oh fruit after with my Big Mac, they don't go together, but fruit is clean. And it's like, it's not fresh. And it's just, it's a different vibe than this heavy, greasy, you know, I'm sure it tastes amazing sometimes Big Mac, but it's different. And so these are, these are things like my mouth is watering as I'm I'm talking about that. You know, if I, when I'm visualizing the buffet line, my tummy's starting to hurt. I'm not even in the buffet line. It's like too much food. So you, you are, you are in tune. And it's just a matter of paying attention to learn your body's cues. This isn't something you're learning. It's something you're relearning because you were born connected and in tune. And we just happen to get really disconnected and out of tune. So it's just practicing to get back in tune to your body's cues. Do you have any tips? What are your tips for that?
1: Well, my one thing that just struck me when you were talking right now is that when you think about the food... I get a different reaction if I think about it in my mouth versus in my stomach. And maybe mm. that's a little bit of where I can fine tune my mindfulness and that like, yeah, like you said, that big Mac or that, you know, pizza or that glass of wine. Like I feel it in my mouth. I want like, yes, I would love to sip on a glass of Prosecco yes. right now, but yes. my stomach is like, You need some water, Kim. Like if you (laughs) dig into that. So I think for that, you know, but definitely for me, slowing down, um, it doesn't mean you need to slow down and you need to take a long period of time to eat your meals or your snack, but be present. If you only Mm. have five or 10 minutes, make the most of those five or 10 minutes by, you know, maybe you're going to eat a little bit faster and not have that much time. But if you use those minutes wisely and you actually listen to your body, you'll get a lot out of it. It doesn't, I think it's overwhelming for people to sit down and think like, I'm going to take a bite and I'm going to ask all of these questions. And then I'm going to take another bite and ask all these questions, but it doesn't have to be take some baby steps. It doesn't have to be that involved. If you only have five or 10 minutes, then make the most of that time you have. And the days that you have longer really sit down and dig in. And that'll help you be more in tune the days when you're kind of rushed or you're eating at your desk or you're eating in the car and things like that. Yeah. Stop yourself.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the whole point of practicing and asking every single meal and snack. It's monotonous. It's because it's the base of the program because we don't count. We don't weigh and don't measure because you can't count and weigh and measure yourself into sustainable weight loss. That's everything you do out here. Your sustainable weight loss is is in here. It's in here. Being in tune, being calm, working through those, working through those things. And you want to ask those questions so many times that, like, I don't ask myself those questions. I I can look at food right now and be like, too much, not enough. I'm going to want like whatever it is. I'm not. I'm going to eat that whole bag of chips right there. Um, I'm going to feel horrible afterwards, but I'm still eating them. Like that's. I don't have to go through. I when I'm hungry, I open my fridge and I very quickly. Do I want proteins, Do I want carbs? Do I want this? What do I want? You know, I don't sit there and you know like count on my fingers the four questions and that's the thing is that it's to make it second nature eventually so that's you're doing the work now so you won't have to think
2: think later
0: yeah so practice 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 for sure um what else are we talking about what's what was our last topic downsizing oh yes of course
1: (laughs) (laughs) everybody's favorite topic right this week (laughs) maybe not so much there's a couple people that were hangry yesterday so they may not want to talk about it but yeah yeah, you know that's to be expected they you know I think it's leaving them leaving yourself feeling slightly unsatisfied I think the struggle with downsizing can be figuring out exactly what that means what is slightly unsatisfied and I think the first couple days there's a lot of people that tend to Feel a little full after they've eaten, even though they thought they downsized and yes. other people that realize they're hungry. Yes. And should they downsize too much? So I feel like even not even just the first couple of days, this whole first week of downsizing is really about fine tuning what that means for you. So you can yep. nail it on the next round. It's like a learning experience this week.
0: Yeah, that happens a lot when you'll, you'll come to realize as your body's adjusting and that all of a sudden you'll stop when you think you've you you you've downsized and you walk away 10, 15 minutes later when your body starts to process and digest, you're actually you overate. And next thing you know, like, oh, I actually ate too much. It's It's really interesting because you have to factor in the time that it takes for your body to also process and digest your foods. So if I eat something, even with downsizing, I'm feeling like I could eat more. So I stop when I feel like I'm unsatisfied, which is going to be less than what my body is used to receiving. And then some people are like, they're like, well, I'm still hungry 15 minutes later. I'm like, your body hasn't even started to process and digest the food that you just ate. Like it's going to take for some foods that you digest your nuts and seed snack, take an hour and a half to two hours. Your lunch chances are by the time that you actually break it down, it goes through your system and you get nutrients and replenish your glycogen stores. It's like two hours, three hours. So that's the thing. Like you just ate something. Your body hasn't even had time to start to process and digest it. And then you're like, well, I'm hungry again. Well, adding more food on top of the food you just ate isn't going to help you feel less hungry. What you will do is feed into the amount of food you're used to getting and the amount of insulin you're used to using, but it 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 doesn't have anything to do with you not getting the nutrients that it needs. It has to do with your body noticing you're not giving it the same amount as before. So hunger is such an interesting thing, and so many people are afraid to feel hungry And to Dr. Beverly's point, because historically, you can go back like we talked about mapping your whole weight loss journey when you started thinking about, you know, um, dieting and whatnot. Plus, it goes back to your parents, especially if they came from a place where, you know, food was scarce and, you know, it was hard to put a meal on a table. And those are issues you bring forward. Most people in this program do not really have to worry about going hungry. Like it's, it's not, a, it can feel like a very real thing, but most people do not have to worry about being hungry and are still eating way too much. You're still eating way too much. And I can say that because you are feeding this size body and all you're doing is eating slightly less from what you were eating to satisfaction in the last four weeks. So you're still getting more than enough. So now you can see the mental part of it in our previous conversations, um, where that comes in, right. It's not, you're not actually hungry. It's just that your body is not getting what it's used to. And for a lot of people being feeling hungry is freaking them out. And so that, it's a very complex thing, which is why it's always a great idea to go back and review that hunger post, um, that we posted and talked about in the first few weeks of the program as well. Um, okay. And what else? Um, I think there's a, there's the, I guess the two camps of downsizing,
1: uh, it- is it better to portion less on your plate or is it better to leave those few bites behind? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, it's such a big topic because there's the food waste issues. There's, you know, your eyes being bigger than your stomach that, you know, there's, there's the weighing counting and measuring that comes into play when you're giving yourself less food. Like, am I being in tune? Am I just trying to cut my portions? and Yes. yes. so there's a lot, a lot that people are working through when they're asking that question. It's not just black and white, like this one's better than that. It's really like, why? Why are you choosing to portion less for yourself? Do you need to get comfortable with leaving something on your plate? Or, you know, what parts of your plate are you leaving when you're leaving it? Are you leaving all the nutrient rich stuff? And that's why you choose to do that. You're eating the part you want.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're leaving those leafy greens. I mean, you And people will ask this, like, if I'm going to leave something, what should I leave? And you you don't want to complicate that. You just want to eat your meal instinctually because your body, chances are, knows, you know, what you're looking for and what you need. Don't you try to get some of those leafy greens? I cannot. You want to see me freak the fuck out. I can't stand when people say cut portions. Well, when we're cutting portions this week, I'm like, nobody is cutting anything cutting is just like haphazard you're cutting you're not you are downsizing you are slightly eating slightly less than what you were eating to satisfaction so that's i think the words that you use is really important because you're not cutting is just so diet right i'm gonna cut i'm gonna you know restrict i'm gonna do all of those things i think that the answer to this is mix it up See what really gets you going because whatever gets you going and gets you feeling is probably what's going to get you working through what you need to work through sooner rather than later. You know, um, get used to leaving food on your plate. Um, You know, try portioning out your food before you even have it. The thing about portioning at the food before you have it is you have to leave yourself open for going back for more if you're still hungry. So if I portion out what I think is the right amount and then I'm coming to my last few bites and I'm still really hungry, um, you want to eat those and go back for more if you want and then downsize that second portion. So that's the only thing that makes me nervous about people doing it with, this is all I'm eating on my plates, because then it doesn't really help with your food waste issues if you're still eating everything on your plate. Yes, Yes, maybe it's less, but are you actually eating less because you're in tune? and leaving yourself feeling slightly satisfied or are you just portioning out less and then still eating everything on your plate so that's not really working through that food waste issue which you're definitely going to want to work through you know in order to get to that place where you're easily able to maintain your weight and your calm around food so i would play around with this it's all about experimenting getting to know yourself understand yourself connect with yourself so there's there really is no hard and fast rules except for all the hard and fast rules <laughs> and how you do it but you do have some flexibility with this so i would try both ways try trying to portion out the portion like portion out less um and then try leaving some in your plate that's my suggestion you what do you got well i think just what you
1: said it is a combination of both i think the big thing is to regardless of which one you choose be in tune don't if you even if you portion out the amount that you think is just the right amount for you, or if you portion out your reduced, you know, downsized portion because you think that's going to be enough. You do need to be open to still listening to your body. You're not going to escape the mindfulness portion of it. You still yeah. should be either adding extra bites if you need them or leaving bites behind. Even if you give yourself, you know, three quarters of what you ate before on a plate thinking, I think this is the right amount for me in the yeah. moment to be slightly unsatisfied yeah. It still might be too much. You still may have to leave a few bites on that plate. So you're not really avoiding, you are just skirting the issue by serving less food. You still yes. have to do the same work yeah, as you did. If you give yourself the full portion, you always would, you might just be leaving less food behind. Or you might have to be more open to going and getting more food if you serve yourself less because the hunger fluctuates from day to day. And I think that's another thing that people struggle with, with downsizing is they, they downsize their portion and they get in their head. They're like, oh, okay, this was perfect. I nailed it at this meal. I'm just slightly unsatisfied. And then dinner comes along and they eat because they're full because they ate the same amount they ate at lunchtime, but they have completely different needs So. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And that dinner, right? Like they downsize all day and then dinner, they get busy or they're talking, they're not mindful and then they end up overeating dinner and and whatnot. Or they're like, oh, I'm so hungry at night. I had to have something. I'm like, well, of course you're going to be hungry at night. Your body's going to notice that you're eating less, right? So you're going to have to kind of embrace that hunger. It's only for one week. We're already two days in at this point. So it's for another five days. And then we're going to bring it back to satisfaction. Uh, We're going to level it out when it comes to maximizing and bringing it back to satisfaction. Then you'll have another opportunity. I, I guess the takeaway with downsizing this week is play around with it. You know, if you're having feels good good. that It's designed to bring up the feels. There, there's no perfect way to do it, except for showing up and doing your best each day. Ask as many questions as you need, and also ask the questions as many times as you need in a me- as many different ways as you need. I, I find that I, sometimes, in order to understand something with full clarity, I have to ask the same thing but a variety of different ways before it kind of connects with me. Um, understand that we're expecting you to be having a hard time with this, not even just if you're a new member, but even repeat members. Um, so, so if you are good, it means that you're showing up and you're doing the work and you're working through the stuff that you need to work through and that mind body connection is real. And, you know, it's, um, we're, we're working on strengthening it every day. So as long as you don't give up, you keep showing up, you're, you're, you're going to get it. You're, it's, it will come to you. How long did it take you? Are you still working on it?
1: <sighs> yes. And no, I'm working on listening to myself now. I know it's there. I know when I'm making a bad decision that I'm going to feel bad afterwards, my body's like, be sure you want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it, um, I think it was probably my third program before I had that like light bulb eureka moment. Like, Oh yeah. I know what slightly unsatisfied means now. So yeah, yeah. it can be a work in progress. And it's not that I didn't do it well, or I didn't do it at all the other groups. So it's a progression. I feel like I was really comfortable and really understood it three groups in, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't doing
0: something the other groups. I was still doing something Those still doing it yeah yeah okay so the important thing to know uh about downsizing is it's not the be out end all of the tweaks it's our weakest tweak we have better more effective tweaks coming down the pipeline we just figure let's get all these diet issues out of the way let's deal with those food waste issues let's like cut to the chase start you know downsizing decreasing the amount our body is used to and then we're going to be approaching weight loss from a variety of different angles when it comes to our portion so um final tips before we go go kim Okay. Final tips. Uh, don't
1: overthink it. It's just uh, a few bites less. It's not, yeah. you shouldn't be starving. You shouldn't be like leaving half of the food on your, it's a few bites less. So A few you bites deal. less slightly unsatisfied mm-hmm. yes yeah that's what we're looking for here especially yeah. this week as you get used to it so yeah play around with it and dig into how you're feeling yeah. um don't be afraid to be uncomfortable would be my other tip and that's both mentally and physically mm-hmm. we are reducing the amount of food that we are giving to our body we're not because we don't want to feed this size body we want to yeah. feed the size body we want that's going to be uncomfortable. Your body is making change. You're don't expect that you're going to just, you know, feel satisfied and satiated every day. You're going to feel hungry. You're going to other days, you're not going to feel hungry still, but you need to, you know, um, be uncomfortable, a little uncomfortable with it. So that's how we get through that tough stuff is the discomfort. And then my third one, as I said at the beginning is, if nothing else throughout this whole program, please watch Dr. Beverly's segment that was mm-hmm. on this morning. I just, you know, I, to, for me to have been doing this for so long and been in so many groups and with so much information, for me to get so much out of it, I can't imagine what a, kind of a resource it is for somebody who is to yeah. the program that doesn't, you know, have all the other
0: information.
1: So that Woo!
0: was a- I hear that. I, I hear that too. And I think that's why I'm so excited. I mean, group over group over group, which is really exciting because our fall group is going to be our 20th group, which I can't believe that. Um, uh, we've just been leveling up, leveling up the information, leveling up the support, leveling up our guests, um, you know, and you know, we're really trying to help people be as successful as possible. And I know that these spill the tea conversations absolutely play a big role in that. So many people swear by these conversations. Um, thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to get to Beverly down a hundred and one pounds. I, I just cannot we've actually done things a little different we've decided to bring on a guest who has been successful with the program normally we do sort of guests who are going through the program mid-journey while they're on it and Dorothy has spent a fair amount of time in um actual maintenance too and we thought that would be great to hear from someone who's done it you know not just someone who's on their way someone who's done it so uh we're gonna bring her on Kim thank you so much thanks for having me appreciate that Uh, like I said, I'm excited about this next guest. She's done four groups and she was super successful in between groups in the summer, working through th- the program on her own with personalized the plan. I know so many of you have concerns of what if I lose the weight, what am I gonna do, you know, to maintain it? What am I gonna do at the end of this program when we have the next group is into the fall? So we're gonna break it down. We're gonna talk to Dorothy. Uh, let's get her on here. Let's meet Dorothy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm I'm really excited to talk to you. I just um I'm just reading through all your stats, the four groups, how much weight that you've lost. I mean, I do have to I have to talk about your your before and after photo um that we had up there in the beginning and uh, even when the team was putting it together, they were like, is this the same person? This this can't be, the, this is not the same person. There was a, quite the conversation behind that. Um, you know, you've been a big, uh, there we are. We have it up on the screen for those of you watching. Just what do you, what do you, what do you even recognize yourself? Because I actually know this is a real issue that people struggle with when they've lost a lot of weight is kind of like reconciling that this is, this is them now. W- what are your thoughts when you look at this? Uh actually, I would agree with you. Um,
2: and I was looking when I was going through the pictures, I was trying to find some pictures and thinking, oh, you know, you never really like to be in pictures when you're yes. heavier.
0: Yes, and, I hear that.
2: And I was actually looking at some pictures and there was pictures of my daughter trying on different wedding dresses. And it had caught me in the mirror looking at her. And mm-hmm. my mind went, who's that? And then I realized it was me. So yeah, big change. Um, and mm-hmm. I've aged too, like in, in that time frame, I went from dying my hair to not dying my hair and decided yeah. oh, I don't need to do that anymore. So.
0: <laughs> okay. Let, let's talk, let's talk about you. You're no, you're no stranger to dieting. You had lost, uh, 90 pounds through diet and exercise before, um, you know, gained some of that back. And then what's the difference, I guess, um, cause we're, here we are, um, Dorothy, we're we're this is our first bill of tea. We have so many people who are new to the program. Do you were you do you remember where you were at and what you were thinking so many groups ago um going into your first week of downsizing, having done the program for a few weeks? Yeah, so
2: so one of the things I would say that was different right off the bat was I recognized um in prep week that you could eat food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good food. And um although you may at times be hungry. You didn't have to be hungry. You just had to be, you know, put your food together in, in the right way. Yeah. And and in comparison to when I um, had lost weight before, I was really, like especially the time that I did the 90 pounds, and my daughter was great. She was a great um, personal trainer. She helped me through that. Um, I was focusing a lot more on exercise than I was mm-hmm. on eating. I was being careful, but yeah. I wasn't being – I wasn't concerned about the nutritional value yeah. of the yeah. food. And so yeah. that, for me, was a huge difference right off the bat. And when I look, my first group, I just did everything you told me to do. And I <laughs> and was just the type of person I was. And um, if you said you should have avocado, because that's, well, I'll have avocado. And I just followed the rules. I was a rule follower. So um, thankfully, my body was also happy to give up that weight. And I've heard, I know you've said it lots of times, like if you've gained weight quickly, you'll have a better chance of losing quickly. And so yeah. I had recently gained back about 45 pounds. Well, in my first group, I went yeah. down 41 pounds, right? So wow. you, you know, you don't, people shouldn't expect that. Yeah. Because I had just kind of gained that back. Um But they should expect the scale to move if you're yeah. kind of following the rules. So, yeah. And when I got to downsizing, um, again, I just followed the rules and I left. I didn't listen to my body. I didn't even know that it was talking to me for years and years. And so when I got to downsizing, I just literally left two or three bites on my plate until I could get to the point where I understood and could feel that I was slightly less than satisfied. So I, I just... Okay, there's three bites. I'm just leaving them.
0: You legit just left a few bites I left, left them. There's nothing wrong with that. So when you lost that 90 pounds before through diet and exercise, were you counting calories or weighing? No, and- no,
2: yeah. no. I was focused. Like I was focused on eating good food, Yeah and getting rid of some of the junk. But I wasn't. Uh, I was mostly focused on like going to the gym and getting more active. And mm. as you can imagine, it was small steps even at the gym because I was heavy. And so my daughter was very good at making sure I was doing exercises that wouldn't hurt me and that would help me. And, and I, I did well, I did really well and was very motivated to do that. And then of course life gets in the way. And I hadn't, I hadn't made the connection around um, eating well to fuel my body And that has been a big difference in in this. I also didn't see the non-scale victories that I have. Like that's that's a game changer. That's what keeps me going even today in maintenance is the non-scale victories. The weight loss is great, but um, feeling good is better.
0: What was the hardest? Cause I'm always fascinated when people have lost a lot of weight, obviously been successful in doing other programs in contrast to what, well, obviously what we're trying to do here to me, you know, I, I'm sure you heard me talk a lot about it. Just healthy weight loss just hits different. It, it, it looks different, you know, and you just look so vibrant even your afternoon after your photos. Like I know it's a photo and of course you're smiling. Um, but how's your, how has it been life changing?
2: Oh, huge, huge changes. Um, Probably the energy was the most surprising. Even early on, I started to feel, um, the energy and I remember, I can't remember if it was you or a member used the word bajiggity. And I, yeah. I was thinking, what the heck? <laughs> but when you feel bajiggity, you feel bajiggity. And yeah. I would literally have to move my body just to calm it down. Yes. But so much energy. Yeah. Um, so that probably was the, um, One of the biggest ones, the other one was the inflammation. So I have um, arthritis in my knees. And just before I started the program, you know, the doctor had kind of said, oh, you know, you've got quite a bit of arthritis in your knees. And, of course, losing weight would help, but you can't turn back the clock. Mm -hmm. And I was, okay. But I would say I have turned back the clock because now I – I don't even notice my knees, I can walk, you know, for however long I want to walk, I can hike or ride my bike and every once in a while, my knee will tweak a little bit, but it doesn't stop me like so and I have no pain at night like the, It's just kind of that. When I woke up and realized that you know, I, I had no pain.
0: Yeah. So when people say that they just are like I didn't realize, and all I, all of a sudden I realize I've gone from having to pain to no pain at all. I don't know if we're just focused on other things or whatever. Um, what's um what's your what was the hardest thing about doing the program for you? Being so successful, right? Over hundred pounds. What was the hardest thing?
2: Um, the first. So the first group, I just followed all the rules and I just kept going over the summer. I didn't take a break. I didn't look at it as a break so I went right into the second group and didn't um, so I kind of treated groups one and two as one package. Mm. Probably by the third group um, the scale was slower to move of course and yeah. um, but my body was changing but you start to get into that um, just most people have their mental games in the second group. I didn't yeah. really because I didn't treat it that way. But by the third, I was starting to say, you know, do I really want to do this for the rest of my life? And, yeah. you know, the hoagie question that people ask, you know, can, when can I go back to eat those? Well, yeah. you, you don't really want to yes. um, go back to that. So probably that, it like I knew it was going to take time and yeah. and yet like if you would have told me 2 years ago that I was going to be down 100 pounds I would have said no not in 2 years mm-hmm. and really um that that was like I was down 80 pounds in a year basically yeah. so it yeah. you, you can do it um you have to be in the right mind space and and that's something that I've been um I've been very thankful that I was Like when I saw the Facebook ad and, you know, I thought, oh, I'm going to, somebody had posted about this Gina Livy and I did a little Google and made sure you weren't completely crazy. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Just a little bit crazy. And um, I was, I was in the right place and it worked and it clicked. Um, So I didn't have to force the issue now, um, not to scare people, but, maintenance for me has been where the real work
0: yes yes you know and what what do you mean by that because I I, I say that it's losing weight is one thing. It's a, it's a whole other ball game and that's where we we want people to get to maintenance so that you can like maintain for the rest of your life. But I think a lot of people think that, well, if one they're afraid they're just going to gain it all back and it is, it's, you know, it's, it's not going to be different, but there's, there's, it is, this is not a magic pill in a sense, the way you lose weight physically, obviously a big difference and stuff you work through mentally, but talk about the maintenance group. Well, I love the maintenance group. I I love our conversations. What's that been like for you? So I,
2: I was uh, lucky enough to be in the first group. So I had just reached my goal and you opened up the maintenance group and it was important to me to have somewhere to go. Like I was successful at weight loss, but what is, what ha- puts, sets this program apart is your, your, um, emphasis on maintenance yeah. and, and most diets we can, we can succeed. We've done it all our lives. You know, we, whether it's whatever crazy diet we've done at the time, yeah. I don't even remember what the diet was, but there was one day you could eat eight bananas. Like <laughs> up to eight bananas. I loved that diet because I loved bananas. Um, but anyways, how crazy is that, that you could actually eat eight bananas? Yeah. Um, but for maintenance, for me, it's been, I really want to be successful at maintaining my weight. I want to live my life. I want to not just watch other people live their life. I want to live my life. And so for maintenance, because I lost my weight fairly easily, like in hindsight, this is where I've really got to work on the mental stuff and figure mm-hmm. out, well, why is it that still two years in, if I have, if I'm not managing my stress, all of a sudden I'm eating jube Yeah. Yeah honestly, it's not all of a sudden I know perfectly well that I'm eating jujus, but why when I'm two years into this, um, so I'm having to do the work. Like you have to check in with yourself. You have to figure out why are you, you know, why like Dr. Beverly's conversation this morning was really interesting.
0: Wasn't it fascinating?
2: Interesting. Like,
0: don't you wish you had that four groups ago? Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And the whole concept for many of us um, of mindfulness, like actually being mindful, yeah. like we're, we've kind of won a badge of honor of being busy and, and you know, having a career and keeping ourselves um, so busy, yeah. but actually be mindful in yeah. the moment. Um, so yeah. I think that, you know, that whole psychology and, and um, you have – intertwined it throughout the program that's been very helpful to help people you know kind of figure those things out
0: yeah and the, the other thing is is like going back and being like really reflecting on your weight loss journey you know like how long have you been dieting what diets have you tried what you know what what you know, what, you know, moments in your life, you know, where you struggled with this or struggle with that kind of all impacted where you're at now and what you're dealing with. Like, it's, it's a, just a whole huge, massive, gigantic, you know, picture. And, you know, I think we get so focused on the scale and losing the weight. We, we forget how we got here. I know everyone says like, you, you didn't gain your weight overnight, so you're not going to lose it overnight. But I think that's just, it doesn't really do the journey justice. I think it's, no. it's so much bigger than that
2: yeah and I, I used to actually when in the early groups you used when you would say, Um you know you, you kind of the check yourself before you wreck yourself and you're not going to gain ten pounds without noticing it and I'm thinking, well, yes, like when I was heavy, I would easily gain ten pounds and not notice it yes, but now I would gain ten pounds and I would notice it right so it's yeah. it's it's really that that's the the thing with maintenance is that checking yourself before you wreck yourself it's like yeah okay, what am I going to do? What intentions am I setting today to help me be successful in maintaining this weight? Does that mean I might eat chips just like you said? Sure, I might. But what else do I have to do then to, yes. to kind of keep it in check? Because one, you don't feel good, like just, you know, but we're it
0: what are your what are your tips what 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 would be your tips people are they're hanging off your every word they like I want to lose 100 pounds too or I want to lose all my weight whether it's 20 and 40 or 5 or whatever that might be what what, what's your words of wisdom for them um
2: honestly if you can if you have the if you can read everything watch everything like again my first group I checked in every day I watched every live like not always live because I work full-time but I watched. We didn't have the app. We didn't have yeah. the podcasts. Um, but now I like. I will if I'm having a hard week in maintenance. I'll pop into the weight loss po- podcast just to kind of refresh. But I mm-hmm. would like, take advantage of everything that's there for you. Reach out, ask all the questions, even if you um, think it's a question everybody else has asked. Just to ask. Yes. Them right And I would, I would encourage people to engage in the group if, if they Mm -hmm. can. That's um, because that's where your uh, support kind of comes from, like, from knowing that you're not, you're not in here alone. Like there are thousands of people that need to lose a hundred pounds. Yeah. We're in this group. Yeah. And And it's not embarrassing to say I have to lose a hundred pounds because there are thousands. Yeah. Uh, You know, so yeah, I would, and, and do what you can. Like I, I was thinking about the downsizing and the very first time with the downsizing, it just seemed like there's no way I can do that each meal. I am going to be starved. Like yeah. I just believed I was going to be starved. So I just downsized my ma- meals and I didn't downsize my snacks. Mm-hmm. And I did that for probably all four groups. Like mm-hmm. I ate if I was having an apple, I ate the whole apple. But I downsized the meals that I thought, okay, mentally I can I can handle this. Yes. And then now in maintenance, if I only if I'm having an apple and I only want to eat half of it, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Like I just oh, I'm only going to have half an apple today, yeah. or maybe I'll have a whole bowl of watermelon because that's what I feel like having. Um, yes. But, but don't I guess for me it was like. And I kind of changed my ma- mantra to this: to start with what's possible, and before you know it, you'll be impossible. Like don't push yourself to do something that you just can't maintain yeah. or sustain. Um, so that's probably what I would say: is start with what's possible, even with mm. exercise. Like I, I don't go to the gym; I just I walk. Walking yeah. is something. If you love going to the gym, go to the gym. For me, I figured out that I really like walking. It takes nothing other than a pair of running shoes, and I can do it anytime. So start with a little walk. And like yesterday, I walked eight and a half kilometers just to do it. You know, so it's just um, it doesn't have to be a hard thing.
0: Well, and that's where that maximizing, you know, that that, the the maximizing post comes in. There may be areas where you can't be all in and do all the things. So then maybe there's another area where you can kind of focus on getting better sleep or focusing on managing your stress. And this is where, you know, there is one diet that, It's all. It's the human diet. We're all humans. We all have bodies. We need to work through things physically, mentally. Some people have health issues that they're dealing with, but this is how you make it individual to your needs. And I think sometimes we get caught up on there's so much information um, because, you know, we want people to be successful, but that doesn't mean that you have to be all like rah, rah, sis, boom, and all in and doing all the things, even just the little things that you can do every day add up and make a big difference.
2: Yeah. Oh, Oh, for sure. And the other thing I would say too, is like for one of the things I was concerned about was my um, skin. And so I carried a lot of weight for a lot of years mm-hmm. and I'm, I turned 60. Um, so I, you know, even the doctor said, don't, you know, like don't count on your skin regenerating because it's been too long. But I, that's another thing I've been shocked with. It, it's almost like your body heals itself from the inside out. Like, it's just amazing. Yes. Um, now, oh. I, you know, I still look better with clothes on than without, but most of us do. <laughs> so...
0: Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because a lot of people are really nervous about that in when they, especially when they have a lot of weights lose, there, there is a big difference in losing weight in a healthy way where you're feeding your soul, you're feeding your body, you're giving yourself what you need, as opposed to, you know, restricting or holding back or, you know, maybe not focusing on, you know, making your food choices, nutrients, your, your body loves you. It's, it's your, it's there for you. It wants you to look your best, feel your best you know, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's on your side. And I think a lot of people really struggle with that. So the, the skin is a. we're going to actually be talking to some skincare experts. So I know that that's mm-hmm. a big thing a lot of people wonder about. So thanks for bringing that up. I'm really cognizant of our time, Dorothy. I'm, I'm you know, me, I'm it's never enough time. What, what else can you share with people before we before we say goodbye to them today?
2: Um, if you can surround yourself with people who will support you on this, mm-hmm. I um, was fortunate enough to have all of my family support. Um, my husband kind of was a member by marriage, and w- went on to lose fifty five pounds and stopped using his sleep apnea machine. And he's been like, it's just been a game changer for us and our family, and even my adult children. Like, um, you know, they eat whatever I'm eating, like. Um, so yeah, if you can sort of um, get people, we had a group. Um, I'm from Lakefield area too, um, where you ah! are from. And we're we had family,
0: practically family then we're family
2: <laughs> pretty much. I actually even recognize some people on your wedding ben, uh, videos <laughs> of people that their kids went to school with my kids. But anyways, um, I would say find some friends, find some people that are going to, I have my sister, my sister-in-law, I have a cousin, like there's people that, um, you know, and just friends that you can talk the talk with. Yeah. Um, and if you have the money, visit uh, Dr. Paul.
0: Yes. Yeah, he's amazing. He's going to be back next week, actually. I'm looking forward to that conversation. Uh, Dorothy, thank you so much. I mean, I, I know it's not easy to get up here and share. And I know that you've just set so many people's just by being here, uh, mind at ease about the program, the process. I'm sure we could talk for hours. We definitely have to have you on in the maintenance group and talk about your maintenance journey specifically. Cause I would love, uh, love to get into that. In fact, I, I believe that, that we're actually airing this segment in the maintenance group simultaneously. So yeah. if you want to say hi to all of our, uh, yeah. members in maintenance who are there yeah. supporting you, um, Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me until we uh, chat again. I'll see you then. Take care. Yep. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.